You are listening to the Courtship Code Podcast, where we use a combination of psychology, spirituality, and matchmaking industry techniques to help you elevate in your relationships from inside out. And I'm your host, Zara J, founder of BlackMuslimSingleSociety.com, The Match Society, and CaptivatingCourtship.com. If you've been listening to the Courtship Code podcast, opening emails, and following content online, then I know that you're the type of person who values quality relationships and is ready to break up with your bad relationship habits. I want you to go ahead to CaptivatingCourtship.com and book your free 20-minute consultation where we're going to discuss your current bad relationship habits and how working together in our signature Wounds to Worth six-week program is going to help you to heal your emotional wounds, increase attraction, and position yourself with a real strategy on how to start meeting quality partners and attracting quality relationships. So go ahead to CaptivatingCourtship.com and book your free 20-minute discovery call and let's start captivating courtship. Hey everyone, what's going on? So glad to be back with you for this week's episode of the Courtship Code Podcast. And I have a special episode for you guys today. So I originally was going to publish a pre-recorded episode that I already had laid out and was ready to share with you guys. And we was going to talk about some things and bring in the psychology and the science of it about, you know, just breaking your own unavailable habits. But I woke up this morning First of all, I'm in an amazing mood. I don't know why, because the last couple of days I've been in a terrible mood. Not a bad mood, but just like dragging, just tired. It's been really gray outside. It was kind of cold, even for Florida. And I just was not in the mood to do a lot of stuff. But I pushed through, got everything that I need to do. But it just was really gray, rainy outside, cold. But this morning, woke up, the sun is shining. It's supposed to be 70 degrees today, which is beautiful weather in mid-November. So my mood is is amazing this morning. I feel great. So if you haven't hit that subscribe button, by the way, make sure that you hit subscribe on your favorite podcast channel and leave us a review. And also feel free to share in your Insta story or your Facebook stories or anywhere on your social media. Let me know that you are watching. I love to see that. And the support means everything to me. I love you guys for listening, especially the faithful listeners who listen to every single episode. Oh my gosh, I love you guys so much. Thank you. So I woke up this morning, like I was saying, and I'm like, you know what? I don't want to talk about that today. I don't want to publish it. I may publish it later in the week. I might just hold off for next Monday. But what I really wanted to talk about was this season of Real Housewives of Atlanta. Now, for those who don't know, I am a Real Housewives of Atlanta junkie. Atlanta and Potomac, I like those two. I'm trying to get into some of the other franchises, but I really love Atlanta and Potomac. But um, this this season has been interesting. Now, if you're like, I don't like Real Housewives, I'm too good for reality TV, fine. You don't have to see this episode. <laughs> you can swipe left and we could catch up next week. But for those of you who are curious about why I want to talk about this, then stay tuned. Because this is, this is an episode that really touched me. This is a season that really touched me. 
And the reason for that is because a lot of stuff is going on in Kenya Moore's life. Now, for those of you who aren't familiar with Kenya Moore, she is Miss America. I think she's one of the first or a few black Miss America. She's extremely gorgeous. I mean, Kenya is almost 50 years old and her body, her, her beauty is just like flawless. She's just a flawless looking woman and always has been. She's successful. She's very articulate, very smart. She can be very shady, <laughs> very quick with the tongue, but I respect it all. I just love Kenya. Kenya is actually my favorite housewife. And part of that is because as a young girl, I used to love just seeing her on TV, seeing her in movies, seeing her in music videos. And I just always thought she was just an amazing woman. I just thought she was so gorgeous. And whenever I heard her speak, she was just very articulate, very well-spoken. And I just adored her. So Kenya is my absolute favorite on the show. And Kenya left for a season. And so this has been like a big return season for her. A lot of people are really excited that she's back. Of course, she has her haters. I don't know why people hate her so much more than some of the other characters. I think it's jealousy, but whatever. But <laughs> Kenya's return has been a very big deal to the franchise. And it's just, the whole show has really been centered around her for the first three episodes, the, last, the premiere episodes of this season. But Kenya, Kenya is in a narcissistic relationship. And that's really what I wanted to talk about this morning because watching last week's episode, but then particularly this week's episode where her husband, they're still fairly newlyweds. It's only been roughly about two years, I believe, that they've been married. He's just showing himself. He's really showing himself. And I've seen some really judgmental comments on, I follow Real Housewives of Atlanta Instagram page and some other things that I've been reading. And I see a lot of judgmental comments of people saying things like, oh, well, she's mean spirited too. And that's what she gets. And it's just really terrible that women would even just, just tear down another woman like that. And they don't understand how heavy it is to be in that type of relationship or what she's actually going through. So I wanted to break down some things because watching her, not only could I identify with things that she was going through and where she was in that phase of her life, because I've been there. I've been in a narcissistic relationship. I know exactly how that feels. I know exactly what that's like. And that's why I also know how to get out of it and attract someone better. And what I know is that what Kenya is going through is not uncommon. It's super common for women. A lot of women just don't know how to identify it when they're in it. And a lot of women don't know how to get out of it, but it's not physically abusive. It might not even be necessarily verbally abusive, but the narcissistic relationship, especially with a man like Mark, it can be so damaging. And I know that Kenya is going through so much hurt and pain. And I'm sure she's probably in counseling now or seeking some type of assistance. But this is the reason why, well, one of the many reasons why I cultivated my Captivating Courtship Code program, because I know that for women who have these open emotional wounds, and this is just one, you may not have been in a narcissistic relationship. You might not have some of the same type of emotional wounds that Kenya has. I don't have the same type of, well, I didn't anyway. Have the same type of emotional wounds that Kenya had. But 
I could still identify with certain things that she was going through and I know where her mind is at for the emotional state that she's in right now that I can identify with. And there, your emotional wounds may be different. It may be manifesting differently. But if you go back to episode uh, S2E20 that I did that says why smart, successful women attract toxic men, I break a lot of this stuff down. So you may already be semi-familiar with what I'm talking about, but I'm going to apply it to Kenya's life so that you understand what's really unfolding in front of you and why she doesn't see it. It's so easy to see what's going on from the outside. So all the judgmental comments really upset me because you're on the outside looking in. You're not inside of it. When you're inside of that relationship, you don't really know what's going on. Your brain isn't operating the same and it's a lot of different emotional triggers that's being released. And if they're unhealed, even when you come out of that relationship, if you don't know how to turn it around, if you don't know what to identify about yourself, if you don't know what to look for and, and how to pivot differently, not just look for it in a narcissistic man, but just look for it in a partner, period. If you don't get the, the courage to start asserting your needs and your boundaries and you don't know how to do that, you're going to keep running into the same types of men. I promise you, you will. I, I hope that you don't. But the likelihood of you actually turning that around is very slim. And Kenya is 49 years old. So like I said, on so many episodes, if you're listening to this, this isn't limited to just women in their 20s or their 30s. No, if you don't learn how to turn certain things around, it will follow you for life. So let's break this down. So I want to make this a kind of short episode, but I want to make sure that you guys really get everything and you can see the clear picture. So let's first start talking about the impact of unhealed wounds. Now, when it comes to Kenya's life, right, everyone who watches the show or has followed anything about her knows that she was abandoned by her mother at a very young age. Her mother did not raise her. She still doesn't have a relationship with her mother. So she has abandonment issues. She has validation and self-worth issues. Even though she was raised by her other family members, her grandmother, her aunt, her cousins, her father was even there. But she still did not get that nurturing aspect from her caretaker, her mother, which is like that number one nurturer that you need. Now, even if your mother was present, even if your mother was, well, let me say this. Even if your mother was there in your life, she could have been there every single day. But if she wasn't emotionally present, you can still have these emotional wounds. It's, or it could be your father or it could be who, someone else. But these emotional wounds usually come from caretakers your emotional needs not being met, you not feeling validated, you not feeling seen, you not feeling heard, you not feeling good enough, you know, you not being soothed, all of these different things can come about. Maybe your parent had their own emotional issues. Maybe they were workaholics. There's a lot of different things that can trigger that. They didn't have to be an absentee parent, but an absentee parent definitely can have this effect. And it can also be the impact of a parent who's there. So I just want to make sure you have that clear. But Kenya has these really deep, unhealed emotional wounds. And unfortunately, by being on the show, she's constantly getting reminded of that by other people bringing it up, by having to relive that storyline, having to tell that. And if she hasn't fully healed from it, which I don't think she fully has, I think she's kind of covered it because a lot of people think that healing is just not addressing it. Healing is just not talking about it. Healing is letting just time pass vibe but not really getting to the root of it that's not healing healing is when you really get deep down with it and you have 
just a, a, a relationship with that experience that it no longer triggers you that's when you're healed when you're just ignoring it you don't want to talk about it you just act like it didn't happen you just hardened around it that's not being healed so these unhealed emotional wounds leads her to being attracted to emotionally unavailable men and kenya's past with men on this show have all reflected that you had the guy walter when she first joined the cast and walter who i don't know who he thought he was he wasn't even all that at all but for some reason he treated her like he was the prize and i'm like girl you can do way better than walter and that hair whatever so she was chasing after Walter, wanting him to propose to her. She was very stuck on trying to get his approval and Walter left. And then Walter ended up kind of talking bad about her after the show too. Then after that, she was involved with, with Matt. Now Matt was just clearly abusive. He wasn't physically abusive, but he was very aggressive. He was very controlling. And she stayed in that relationship for quite some time and was patient with him and kept giving him chance after chance. Like I always talk about staying in relationships past their expiration, even though he really couldn't do much for her. She was clearly settling in that relationship and not just settling financially because yes, Kenya's a multimillionaire. So as far as a man being able to match her, he may not be able to match her financially. That's not the settling part. The settling part is clearly his values, clearly his lifestyle, clearly the way that he treated her was less than she deserved. But while she's in it, it's really hard to see something when you're in it. And she stayed in that relationship, dealing with him vandalizing her house and his outlandish behaviors, just a lot of stuff that he would do and pop up on her. He punched the Uber driver. It was just like a really aggressive and abusive relationship. Even if it was just emotionally abusive, it was just a hard relationship to watch Kenya go through because like girl you deserve better you're older than him you have more to offer than him you're smarter than him like you just have a lot more to offer but you're settling for this guy in order to have someone in your life and clearly you guys are not in sync you're not compatible and he doesn't even treat you well so why are you settling but when you have those open wounds when you're not healed when you don't understand what's really out there for you you don't understand who's really compatible for you and not clear on that then yes you are going to feel comfortable in a situation that's not deserving of you so then you fast forward to after she gets out the relationship with matt not long after that about a year after that or maybe a little less she meets mark daly and mark is the perfect narcissist he is the perfect narcissist because you won't necessarily see him coming a mile away you you're not going to be able to tell a guy like mark is a narcissist because on the outside he's very good looking he has a great career he's probably charming initially he's a jerk on the show now but initially i can bet he was probably very charming he also has different restaurants and he so he had the money to probably woo her he swept her away after two months or i think it was two between two to four months they got married in the islands they didn't tell anybody they just kind of swooped out quickly got married now i'm pretty sure 
that the reason why Kenya was okay with doing that so quickly was because he probably love bombed her. And if you're not familiar with love bombing, it's when someone just does so much pursuing and just drowning you in love and affection and adoration that it almost gives you a high basically it feels like you have met the man of your dreams this person is absolutely amazing they speak my love languages they're just showering me with love and attention and that lasts for a very short period of time and once that high comes down it comes down and once it comes down it's very hard to ever get back to that place again but that little girl in you that unhealed inner girl in you will always be chasing that emotional high you'll always be trying to figure out how can you relive the early stages of that relationship again how can you get back to that you're always going to go back to those memories where you felt loved where you felt validated because you got that high you got those emotional needs met that that you didn't get as a little girl and you just want that again so then it places you in a space of seeking validation and you are just going to always be hoping that this person gives you approval, hoping that this person shows you love, doing whatever it takes, whether that means silencing yourself, whether that means tolerating disrespect, not upholding your values. You're going to do whatever you got to do to be in this person's good gracious. And then that ends up putting you on eggshells. You end up being in a relationship where you're on eggshells and you can't even see this happening to you. It doesn't happen all at once. It's a gradual breakdown over time where it lowers your self-esteem and lowers your self-worth. And then eventually it starts to lower your confidence in other areas. And those are not the same things. So this is a gradual decrease that happens over time and we're watching it play out but I can remember the early signs of this in the season before she left first of all um Mark he made her quit this the show how do you marry a reality star and then make them choose the marriage or being on the show of course they're going to choose their marriage because someone like Kenya who everyone knows that she really wanted a baby she really wanted to get married and I'm sure he prayed on that right she's very vulnerable she's a woman of a certain age and she desires that opportunity for her happily ever after and he knows that he knows that it's important to her not just in her personal life but even in her professional life that having that family that means something on a professional level to be able to have that in the spotlight on the show and everything like that so he used that as a tool of manipulation and made her choose either him or the show so of course naturally a newly married woman who also wants to have a baby and they had they she got pregnant not long after they got married of course she decided that she was going to leave the show that was rule number one and narcissists will do that they will isolate you and that's exactly what he did. He isolated her on the show. There are plenty of episodes that she wasn't there or that she said that she couldn't film because Mark was there and he refused to be filmed on the show. And he really tried to isolate her and get her away from everyone else. He made sure that she chose him and the, and the baby or in, in the marriage over being on the show despite the fact that he came into the relationship knowing that he was going to be with a reality star. And... He also just wasn't being present in the relationship, whether that was not supporting her and her goals, whether that's being on a show. And it's fine if he didn't want to be on a show. I totally get that. But 
At the same time, he also knew that that was important to her pay rate as well. And it was important to her being on the show, her storyline and her fans to at least get glimpses of him from time to time. Didn't have to be on the show all the time. Nene's husband and Cynthia's fiance, like they're not on the show all the time, but to pop in and out and have a little bit of here and there, but you couldn't even do that for your wife. That's, that's a real telltale sign that he was trying to really control and manipulate the situation then there were other times in episode I remember the season before she left like she would call him and just the way she was speaking to him you could tell she had to really tiptoe in her language and it's nothing wrong with being soft and feminine and affirming I'm all in support of that but I could tell the way she was doing it it was in a way to seem overly and inauthentically submissive to him in order to make sure that she didn't crush his ego or that she didn't say anything that would trigger him emotionally and I know exactly what that's like I've been in that situation and being on eggshells in a relationship is hard y'all it is you've never had to experience that you just need to thank god but if you have experienced that and you know what that's like being on eggshells you don't even notice that you're doing it but if you experience it more than once then you will start to identify something is wrong but you still may not be able to get out of it so she's just in this space of seeking violation. She has the pressure from her castmates, people making fun of her, people always saying, can you can't keep a man? Can you don't have a man? Can you, you ain't ever going to have a baby? All this negativity, you know, she has negativity coming from people who watch the show that don't like her. And that's always the jab for the last five or six years. The jab at Kenya has been that Kenya doesn't have a man or that Kenya is not married or that Kenya doesn't have a baby or that she doesn't understand certain things. Kenya has never been a wife. Like she, that has been her jab. That's how everyone has kind of came at her or her failed relationships, her bad relationships. Not like everyone else on the show, aside from Nene, hasn't had failed or bad relationships. But for some reason with Kenya, people really use that as a dagger. And so Kenya has that deep need of validation, not just because of her emotional wounds from her mother, but also from the reality world, you know, that her cast members and the people who watch the show. So she was really looking for that prize and she was really looking at Mark to give that to her. And as we're watching this season unfold, that's leading up to the separation that she's now in. She says she hasn't filed divorce papers yet because she still is hoping to get marriage counseling and hang on to the relationship. I think the relationship is hopeless because someone like that, he has to change and he's not going to see it. He's a narcissist. He's not going to see that he needs to change. He's not going to do counseling. And even if he does do counseling, it's going to go in one ear and out the other. It is not going to work. So the only thing that she can do is change her doorstep and get out of that relationship and move on and really start to heal herself and figure out what was really going on and how to pivot away from that. And I believe that Kenya will because she has the resources. She also has the knowledge and I'm sure she has the support around her. People are going to tell her, you know, you need to get some help. This is what you need to do. You know, these are some recommendations. I'm pretty sure she's going to move forward differently because sometimes you need that mirror relationship. Sometimes you need that one relationship that just knocks you to your feet, that makes you get tired of you, that makes you stand up and just be like, you know what? Something is wrong. Something is not right. I am tired of this and I'm ready to do something different. And 
I think this is the relationship for Kenya. I thought that the last one was with Matt, but now that we're seeing the inner workings of her relationship with Mark, this is that relationship for her. And and if you're a woman, you're listening to this, maybe as a man you can relate to, but that type of relationship um, is like the life-changing relationship. It's the one where you finally get tired of you and you finally decide to learn something that you didn't learn. You finally make the decision to start doing something different. I know Sierra said she did it after her relationship with Future. She finally got tired of doing the same things and she started finally made the decision to do something different and to learn what she didn't learn and to get some help with that. I know uh, Megan Good said she got to a point, her breaking point with her bad relationship cycles and she she finally made the decision to do something different and it was time for some real changes. So that might be you. You might be in that same place, but I know Kenya is in that same space. I know that this is the this is going to be the relationship that really causes her to look at herself and to dig deep and to make some changes. So I am looking forward to the rest of the season. I might jump on here and do some more of these podcast episodes about Roa as we're going along because everything that she's going through, um, one, I don't, I don't like to speak on things, whether it's matchmaking, marriage, singlehood, anything that I speak about nine times out of 10 is something that I can actually relate to something I've been through and something that I also learned the other side of it too. But I have been in her shoes before, so I do get it. I know exactly where she is. And it's hard, especially when that guy is successful and charming and he knows how to play the hot and cold game with you and he knows how to yo-yo your emotions. And it's hard. It's hard, y'all. So don't be so judgmental on her because if you've never been in that space before, you, you have no clue just how difficult it is to get out of that space. But I have a lot of hope for Kenya. And I also know how to turn it around and then attract that guy who's super emotionally present and, <laughs> and is easy to talk to, an amazing communicator. And I and I I just yeah. So um I wanna invite you guys as always to decide to schedule a discovery call and let's talk about how my captivating courtship code program can benefit you especially if you relate to kenya especially if you relate to anything that i've talked to this episode it's not limited to just that if you have been in a cycle of bad relationships if you are having a hard time breaking your uh time being single if you have never been married or you find yourself constantly being attracted to the same type of people with a different face then you need to just consider having a conversation book a discovery call captivatingcourtship.com and have a 15 minute chat with me we're just going to talk about how the possibility of working together could be beneficial to you and also offer you a little bit of insight to what is keeping you stuck why you've been single for so long why you keep attracting the same types of people if you have these deep emotional ones we're just going to talk about all of that so go ahead and book the discovery call or shoot me an email or a dm if if that's more convenient for you put your pride to the side i don't know why people are so ashamed to open up but i know that the women that i work with i've seen very drastic changes in them in just a matter of weeks and I want that for you too. I 100% stand by my program. I love every single woman that I work with. It means so much to me. And those who really are dedicated and they stick with it, you know, they 
are just amazing women and they're in such a great space and I love seeing the transition from where they were before they started working with me to where they are now and I look forward to working with you guys as well so I look forward to being on the next episode next week we're going to be talking about breaking your own unavailable habits and I'll see you then If you've been listening to the Courtship Code podcast, opening emails, and following content online, then I know that you're the type of person who values quality relationships and is ready to break up with your bad relationship habits. I want you to go ahead to CaptivatingCourtship.com and book your free 20-minute consultation where we're going to discuss your current bad relationship habits and how working together in our signature Wounds to Worth six-week program is going to help you to heal your emotional wounds, increase attraction, and position yourself with a real strategy on how to start meeting quality partners and attracting quality relationships. So go ahead to CaptivatingCourtship.com and book your free 20-minute discovery call and let's start captivating courtship.